And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Pug and Cobb Boxing Show. This is Mike Coppinger alongside Lance Pugmire of The Athletic. And we have one more big fight to go in 2020 and also one big fight to preview in 2021, both coming up this week. Of course, that is the Kazuto Ioka Kosei Tanaka title fight cap off the year, New Year's Eve in Japan, and then the big Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell lightweight fight in Dallas to kick off 2021. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to be joined by Luke Campbell, and we're going to cap off the year. Let's get ready to podcast! If you're going to go stick your head in the sand like that, get out of the sport. Mike Coppinger. It's creating a huge mess. It's absurd. No, you're wrong. So this, the only, seems the like only a cash grab. You need to turn up and you need to be on it. We just started going at it. You got to go eat. The Pug and Cop Boxing Show on The Athletic. All right, Lance. First off, we're going to get into the big fight to kick off 2021. And that is Ryan Garcia against Luke Campbell. I love this fight. We don't know who's going to win. Obviously, Ryan Garcia is the favorite, but he's really the favorite based on that word we hear so much in boxing, right? The eye test. He's really fast. He doesn't need a lot of room to throw that left hook. He's powerful and he's a lot younger. He's the more athletic guy, but this guy, Ryan Garcia, has fought no one and that's okay. He's been a prospect and so far, it's been really tough to get Ryan Garcia rounds. It's okay though. He's a prospect, but he's vanquishing guys really quickly. He's coming off two consecutive first round knockouts against Romero Duno last year and then against Francisco Fonseca on Valentine's Day this year. So this guy's had less than six minutes of fighting in really the past year. I don't know how that's going to bode for him, but Luke Campbell is certainly going to test him. That I am sure of. We're going to have a good idea of who Ryan Garcia is after this massive step up in class. What are you going to be looking for, Lance? I mean, look, Mike, I can look back. I've covered enough Ryan Garcia fights to be able to say, like, you know, sometimes he chases that knockout, and for good reason. I mean, he can land it in the first round, as we've seen. But there's been fights, too, where he chases it to the point where it doesn't come, and then it becomes a test of fundamentals. And I believe Luke Campbell, when you're talking about a guy who has fought for the lightweight title twice, who has been an Olympic champion, this is a guy who is equipped in the fundamentals. And so that's why this is the ultimate test for Ryan Garcia. Um, the, the, ho- the hope, if it, you know, and Eddie Reynoso, obviously we know his, his credentials as uh, the returning uh, trainer of the year, you know, is to not be so reliant on that one big punch for Ryan Garcia and to be a more complete fighter because this is a fight that definitely has the ability, as we saw that Vasily Lomachenko went 12 rounds with Luke Campbell, that this fight too could go to distance. And are you ready to really show your pedigree and your skill over the course of the entire fight instead of just saying like, you know, I've got a big punch and I can knock out anyone because if that's your, if that's your formula and Luke Campbell is absorbing your punches, then what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, these kind of fights always scare me if I was in the prospects corner. I mean, I like to see guys gradually step up 
Ryan Garcia stepping up from probably fighting the guys that are like the 50th or 60th best at 135 pounds, going straight to a top five, top 10 guy. Would have been nice to get a, a gatekeeper or two in between, but Ryan Garcia demanded it. And it does give me confidence in Ryan Garcia that Eddie Reynoso feels he's ready. Eddie Reynoso knows what he's doing, obviously. Yeah. Probably the best trainer out there right now, if not one of the best. He feels he's ready, but there's no way to really know until they're in the ring. And Luke Campbell is a crafty guy, an Olympic gold medalist, knows all the tricks in there, hurt Lomachenko a couple of times. So there's a lot of really uncertainty around this fight, more so than really any fight that we had in 2020. We knew Canelo was going to be Callum Smith. We've thought we knew who was going to win in a lot of these fights, um, but... I don't know what's going to happen in this fight. I, I think the I think conventional wisdom says that Garcia either knocks him out or Campbell outpoints him. But as we saw in a couple of big fights this year, not always the case, right? We thought Fury would have to outbox Wilder. Wrong. Mm-hmm. We thought, or at least I thought, that Tifimo Lopez, if he was going to win, would have to knock out Lomachenko. That was wrong too. So Lance, go on there right now before we are joined by Luke Campbell. Who's going to win and why? You know, look, I mean, this is a a fight that sort of reminds me of boxing history, Mike. And we, you know, there's been tough tests uh, that have happened with the likes of, and I'm not saying that Ryan Garcia is on these guys' level right now, but for Oscar De La Hoya, when he was young in his career, it was like, oh, well, he's tough, but can he beat this this guy? Same thing for Floyd Mayweather. You know, he's good, but can he handle this, you know, this, uh, this warrior type from Mexico? You know, those guys had to go in there and prove themselves. And obviously, I think this uh, my 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 hunch, my b- belief is that Ryan Garcia and Eddie Reynoso know enough about their sport to say we match up well with this guy, and our skills uh, predict a victory here. So I'm going to go with Ryan Garcia, and I'm going to say he's going to get uh, Luke Campbell out of there. I'm going to say round seven, Mike. Wow, bold bold prediction from Lance Pugmire. I am also going to pick Ryan Garcia, but I think it's going to be a late stoppage. And again, we're going off the eye test here. Who knows? This could be a Luke Campbell victory going away, and we'll be wondering why we second-guessed him in the first place. And right now, we're going to hear from Luke Campbell to tell us why he's going to win this fight and preview everything that's going down this Saturday on the zone. And remember, it's an early start time. The Zone now a global app trying to accommodate that British audience. It's going to be a 6 p.m. Eastern ring walk time, I'm told, for Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. And Luke, welcome to the show. So excited for the fight. We've been waiting for this one for a long time. First off, this is your, what, second big fight in America, really. How do you get over the hump this time? Yes, second big fight in America. You know, it's I've been here before. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, you, you fought Jorge Linares last time in your last big fight. And like I mentioned, yeah. I thought you won the fight, even though you didn't get the, the uh, nod on the scorecards. Had it 115-113 for you. Does the judging come into your mind now going to another fight in the U.S.? Do you know, I've, I, um, it really doesn't because, um, you know, there's, all I can do is concentrate on on the boxing, on on me doing the best I can do. And... You know the judging is is out of my hands. It's up to the judges to do their job and and you know hopefully be be fair. Yeah, building off that, Luke. I mean, honestly, you know, sometimes you followed boxing closely enough to where it seems like sometimes there's like a narrative or a script in place, and that seems to maybe influence the powers that be, whether they be judges or whoever. And clearly, you know what we have right now with the so-called party of four with Ryan Garcia, Tiafimo Lopez, 
Javante Davis and Devin Haney is a lot of excitement about these young kids who are around the lightweight division. How much does it motivate you to say, because I think if anyone can can spoil this party, so to speak, it's you. How much does it motivate you to be that guy who's going to say, hey, what about me? Uh, you know, I'm still here and, and win this fight. You know, for me, I always I, I, I train um, to be the best, you know, and I've been doing it from being a young lad now and I've, I've been striving to be the best. Um, you know, and that's what I'll continue to do uh, going into this fight. You know, I want to be the best and I want to show everybody that where I belong in, in the division and, and how good I am. So it's down to me to perform. Tell, I mean, I know we have a bunch of UK listeners as well, Luke, but for the American audience, can you tell them or can you talk to us about what truly motivates you um, for this fight? What 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 um, excites you about this opportunity I know you've had a, two, a couple other uh, chances to to become a, a world champion, but this one, this third fight, what is it in, that's in your heart that drives you each and every day to to finally break through and win this belt? I'm just striving to be the best. You know, I want to be known as well uh, of being the best uh, and competing with with the best and beating the best. And you know, I, I, that's my my fire in my belly and and my hunger. You know, is 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 winning and being the best, really. You know, for myself, achievements and and for my own goals. Right, and it's funny, right? I remember when you lost to Mendy, people started trying to like write you off, which happens way too often in boxing. And then obviously the Lenares fight, even though you didn't get the nod, I think everyone realized how good you were in that fight. Now and then against and then against Lomachenko, you really cemented that. I mean, you gave Lomachenko a really tough fight, won a bunch of rounds. I thought you heard him a couple of times. How yeah. big was that fight for your learning experience for you to become a better fighter and learn? Yeah, it was it, it was a big fight. Um, it was a massive fight, and you know everybody was so excited for that fight as well. And you know it it, it didn't disappoint. But I always said to my family and, um, and friends after that fight, I said, I just feel like Lemachenko won't be the same after that fight. I said because I did hurt him a couple of times, and I just feel like I've I've really left a dent in him. Um, but for me, myself, I look at, I look back at that fight and I look back at it thinking I can be so much better than that. We'll be back right in a minute after we hear from one of our sponsors. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. Hey Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct TV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream direct TV over the internet now. Oh sure, next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream direct TV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECT-TV. Terms or restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Yeah, so so you think you softened them up for Tiafimo then? Yeah, yeah, and, and look, obviously, experience is a huge part of boxing. Something we always look at. 
Um, now you have 12 rounds with one of the best in the world, a guy who's going to go into the Hall of Fame, whereas Ryan Garcia is stepping up from journeyman to you. And I know that's a, that's a big reason why a lot of people were picking you in this fight. Uh, Garcia has fought the likes of you know, Francisco Fonseca and a Carlos Molina. Now he's fighting an Olympic gold medalist, a guy who, like we said, thought we thought beat Jorge Linares, gave Lomachenko a tough fight. Is it too much too soon for Ryan Garcia? I guess only time will tell. Do you think that there is a part of it, uh, Luke, where there is like too much hype uh, machine behind Ryan Garcia? I mean, just speak clear, uh, you know, as a boxer. I mean, what do you see from him to make you that makes you say this guy is fully legitimate or I see some flaws that I can exploit? Yeah, I mean, obviously from from what's out there, you know, he looks good in, in, in what he's done. But, you know, it's it's some it's it's easy to look good when you know the the guys in front of you are at, at that level. When you get a good good guy in front of you that brings a high level, you know it's it's much harder to look good in that respect. But you know, I guess I guess we're going to have to wait and see fight night. Yeah, uh, do you do you feel too? I I you know because look, I mean, Mike mentioned the the fight, and I was there too when you fought Lenaris, and you know, obviously yeah. a, a very emotional. Uh, evening for you, given the uh, yeah. uh, your father's uh, uh, loss and mm-hmm. everything like that. It seems as if there's, you know, if you're looking at the intangibles of this fight and you say substance, the substance of the man, that you have that in spades over Ryan Garcia. Is that something that you can call upon in the fight to help you win the fight? Um, it's there if I need it, you know. It's it'll be there if I need it, but um, I, we've just prepared, we've just been preparing for you know the best Ryan Garcia and and being in there with a world class opponent. Um, so you know we'll we'll see what happens on on fight night. Yeah, really. I, I guess what I'm asking is like in those tough moments, does it help to have that character to get you through? Um, you know those seconds. Yeah, you know it's one of them where you. Well, it rather just comes naturally to you, um, mm. instinct without thinking about it, or or it doesn't. Um, yeah, so it's, you know it's one of them. You don't want to be in that situation, but you know, you know, you've got the toughness and grit to get through the the tough times if you need to. Luke, we know how much pride um, all you guys in the UK have. You obviously claimed golds in the Olympics for for Team UK. Um, and now we, we, you're coming on the heels of Callum Smith being dominated by Canelo. Of course, Ryan Garcia is Canelo's stable mate. Does pride, yep. uh, does national pride come into play at all here? Um, you know, I've known Callum for years, um, and Callum's a great fighter. Um, but you know, Canelo's, I just think something else at the moment. And, um, you know, there isn't, there isn't many Canelos out there. Um, so, you know, it, it was a tough fight for Callum. Um, I thought the styles, like, C- Callum's a strong guy as well that likes to stand there and have it up close. And, but I just thought that's that's Canelo's game. He likes to, to stand with you um, in the pocket use his reflexes and he's just a powerhouse. So I just thought like it suited more Canelo um, with Callum's style. 
Um, so it suited him more with his with his style. But um, you know, it's it's an individual sport. You know, everybody's got their own. Everybody's on their own path. Everybody's got their own goals. Um, so, but yeah, I certainly want to bring this win back for the UK. Yeah, and look, totally agree. I think Canelo's in a class of his own right now. Pound for pound, best in the world. Uh, Callum gave a good effort. But now I'm wondering, when you look at a guy like Ryan Garcia, we know you have the power. We saw it against Lomachenko. And Ryan obviously is a big puncher. He's fast. He's athletic. But we don't know how he handles adversity. We don't know how good his chin is or how good his defense is. Is it impor- How important is it to you to test all those different aspects of his game early in the fight? It's important to me to win. You know, so, um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not going in there looking to test whether he's got a good chin or anything. I'm just going to go in there, do my thing, and, um, you know, win the fight. Sorry, let, let me rephrase that. I, I guess, you know, for your game point, in order to win the fight, do you think it's important to test him early to, to make him doubt himself, being that he doesn't have the experience you have? I think it'll come, um, whether it'll be early, mid, or late. It will come. One of the things, um, I know you talked about this with Mike earlier, uh, Luke, but, you know, in that Lomachenko fight, I know that was a defeat, but did you feel at the end of the day by, you know, how he performed against Lopez that you you did, uh, were you heartened by that? The fact that he did kind of like get touched up in your fight and it did kind of like lay, lay a path for Lopez to follow and follow your lead, so to speak, to ultimately take that belt away from Lomachenko? In a way, did it feel a little bit like a win uh, from your perspective? Um, you know, it's I, I was just happy for Lopez winning, to be honest with you. Hmm. You know, and like because, I said... Because why? I know we talked about Lomachenko uh, for a story I did beforehand, and you, I know you're not the biggest fan. Is that why? Do you know, I just... I, I'm, I've, sh- I've shared the ring a few times with Lopez and his dad, and I... I think they're both good people, um, and I was happy for for Lopez to to get the win. Um, and like I said before, everybody in life's on different paths and have different goals. And you know, his path led him led him to that fight at that time, and and he and he got a win. You know, and congratulations to him. Yes, it was, it was absolutely a um, you know. I think that what you did, he did, he did look upon that. Uh, for his own victory. I mean, you know, I, I mistakenly referred to this fight as a title fight earlier. Obviously, it's not a title fight, but the winner is supposed to get a shot at Devin Haney. Have you thought about that at all? Do you Have you already said, like, oh, if, if I beat Garcia, I know for sure I can beat Haney? Or what is that exactly your thoughts on not only this fight, but what, you know, follows it? Yeah, well, obviously, I take, you know, one fight at a time. I've got to do the business come Saturday night. Um but that being said, you know, it's, you know, I've I've never ducked anybody. Um, whoever you tell me to fight, I fight. Um, and Haney is no problem. Again, like I'm happy to get in there with any any of them, any any of the top fighters in there. I want to get in with Luke. All of us in boxing, I know this is going to come as a surprise. We like to get carried away <laughs> and call every fight the yeah. biggest fight, of course. You've already had two big fights, like we mentioned, Jorge Linares, Lomachenko. Does this Ryan Garcia fight feel bigger than those fights or similar? Or um, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think it, it, it feels um, similar, if not bigger than the Linares fight. Um, the Lomachenko 
fight was huge, but you know, this fight is huge as well. Everybody's excited to see this fight. Every you know, and obviously Garcia brings a huge following as well. So um, you know, I think there'll be a lot of people tuned in for this. Yeah, and, and you know, one thing I think we all know about fighters from the UK is you guys watch a lot, a lot of fights, <clears throat> probably more than the American fighters on average. Um, if you were just putting on your analyst cap right now, what do you what do you think about Ryan Garcia as a fighter? I ain't I ain't watched any of Ryan Garcia. Never. No, I leave that to my coach. My coach tells me what to do, and I do it. All right, fair enough. Very interesting. Yeah, literally, I haven't watched anything on him. You know, not even not seen, even a little curious. I've seen a few. I've seen a few daft videos where he's throwing a hundred uppercuts. You know, um, but that's about it. Yeah, ultimately, uh, so you haven't really seen any of his recent fights, but for you yourself, Luke, what have you tried to work on this camp that will, you know, make you the best version of yourself and, and leave you, you know, one step closer to that to that title you so desperately want? Just just basically me not making any mistakes, me me doing everything I, um, I'm supposed to be doing correctly, you know, and that, if I do that, that will bring the best out in me. Luke, really, really appreciate the time. Can't wait for the fight on Saturday. Luke Campbell versus Ryan Garcia on the zone. Thank you so much again. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much again to Luke Campbell for joining us. There you have it from Cool Hand Luke himself from Dallas in the bubble. And if you're not following Luke already, you can do so on both Twitter and Instagram at the same handle, Luke11Campbell. Lance, uh, give me your quick takeaway from that interview. More Look, confident, I less confident. Uh, I'm going to stick with my pick, Mike. I thought that Luke was a little bit um, cautious with his comments. Uh, you know, Ryan Garcia is a guy who's not afraid to uh, talk a big game, but Luke Campbell kind of held, held his tongue a few times. But look, I, I think we all sense the confidence and we know that we know the talent and the pedigree of Luke Campbell. And he, he's a, he's a game challenger. Obviously this is the biggest test in Ryan Garcia's career because it is Luke Campbell if he beats Luke Campbell, he has every right to feel like, okay, let's bring on Devin Haney and pursue this uh, this belt, the, the first belt in his life. So it's it's going to be a great test. It's going to be a great evening. And as you said, I mean, anytime that we can get a 50-50 fight out of boxing, Mike, I'll take it. Sign me up for it. Yes. I mean, it's, it's so refreshing when we see odds that are in the three digits instead of, you know, the thousands. I think Brian Garcia exactly. is like a, around a three to one favorite, which... You know, maybe even that's being generous to Ryan again, going off of what we've seen. But close fight on the, on the with the uh, odds makers and Luke Campbell's already up on the cards, Lance. He did not take the bait on your question, trying to get him to rip Lomachenko as a guy he doesn't like. He he thought I think he thought about it for a second and he didn't take the bait, Lance. So um, he's already up there. But we're gonna see how he handles Ryan Garcia's speed, that power, and really what's impressive to me about Ryan Garcia is that lightning fast left hook, that counter left hook we've seen him score so many knockouts with, he doesn't need a lot of room to throw it. Against Fonseca, it was like a coil. He just ripped it off, and bam, lights out for Fonseca. Um, so I can't wait for the fight again, like I said. And one thing I thought that was funny about the Luke Campbell interview, he said that he's never, ever seen a Ryan Garcia fight. Now, I don't know. We hear this all the time from fighters. They all say the same thing. But Ryan Garcia's last two fights, like we mentioned, both lasted less than three minutes. So we're to believe that, and maybe he's telling the truth, that, that Luke Campbell has never even watched 
sat down to watch five minutes, six minutes of these two fights. How can you, you think, not? Lance? How can you not? I mean, look, I mean, I think you want to have a, a measure of the man that you're going to be uh, meeting in such a significant fight. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, when it comes to buyer selling that point, I'm definitely going to be selling that one. I mean, you're telling me that one day, one night when, you know, Luke Campbell's in bed, laying down, trying to go to sleep. He's like, you know what? Let me take a quick look at who I'm fighting. I, I, I would believe it if he told me he hasn't seen the whole fight, but never even seen a bit of him. Exactly. I mean, he's seen enough highlight packages. He He's... Uh, I've been involved in some of those himself. Certainly that has uh, crossed his screen at one time or the other. Um, look, Mike, I mean, it's it's going to be uh, an interesting battle because Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia ha both have so much to fight for. For Luke Campbell, you know, he doesn't win here after those two other lost uh, title opportunities. Where does he go from here? Especially when you talk about all the, the young talent that's in the 135-pound division. And for Ryan Garcia, a guy who has really prided himself as saying, I'm on even footing with Gervonta Davis and Devin Haney and Tiafimo Lopez, I mean, it's time to put up or shut up. So I just love that there's so much on the line here um, to start the boxing year on January 2nd. Yeah, Lance, I know we have a lot of January after that. I think it's time we get a train on here. And I want to get into this once and for all and debunk this not watching your opponent's fights, does it actually help? I don't see how it helps. I could see maybe how it doesn't really help. Maybe it doesn't help that much to watch the fight. I don't know. I want to hear from a trainer, but I don't see how it hurts is what I mean to say. Um, but we're going to have to get a trainer on here to really go through this because we hear fighters say it all the time. Oh, I don't watch my opponent. I think Mayweather was the first one I heard say it a lot on 24-7. Um, Liar. And I Liar. guess it were, if, if, it, if it's true, it works for him. Yeah. But in a sport like boxing, that's so big on gamesmanship. Who really knows? I'm just not buying it. I mean, you, you bring up May, <laughs> you just bring up Mayweather, Mike, and I can remember his uh, advisor Leonard Ellerby saying, you know, like, oh, who's who's Miguel Cotto? Who's he beat? We haven't even really watched him. And then, the, and then the next fight, they were fighting him. So it's like, you know what? This is like part of the sport. It's it's BS. So let, you know, good thing we have our BS detectors on, right? <laughs> yeah, and. Um Look, I, like I said, I, I know most of the Brits um, and Englishmen watch a lot, a lot of fights, but I guess not. You know, I guess Luke Campbell hasn't seen any Ryan Garcia, but he's going to see him on Saturday night. And Lance, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, and we're hearing it a lot on social media. We get it. The reward should not come out before the last fight of the year, but that's the way it is. Not always our call. We do have a really big fight on New Year's Eve in Tokyo, as is tradition in Japan every year. Always a big New Year's Eve fight. Kosei Tanaka going for a title in a fourth weight class in just his 16th pro fight. And he's fighting one of the best, Lance. Kazuto Ioka. This is a guy we've seen on HBO a couple of times. Last we saw him, I think it was on the Superfly series, when he lost to Dani Nietes in a controversial decision. Mm -hmm. Ioka's a really good fighter. Tanaka's a guy who's been a buzzsaw and is a pound-for-pound -pound talent. I can't wait for this one. Unfortunately, it has not been picked up by any American television outlets. I do believe it's on Box Nation, if I'm not mistaken, in the UK. But uh, I think I think the boxing fans are savvy enough they'll find a way to watch it in the US anyway. It's going to be New Year's Eve, so I think that would be, what, probably like around 4 a.m. Pacific time maybe? But oh um, You're getting up? Look, I, I think I'm going to get up for this one. You know, You're going to have to pace last... yourself. You got New Year's Eve to deal with, bud. Easy, even easier. Roll right into it, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you know, no big New Year's Eve blowouts this year. So, 
Uh, I, I'm definitely going to have to do that. The last fight I can remember staying up for in Japan was the Nonito Nonito Nonaire versus uh, Naoya Inoue fight uh, oh. last November. And now one fight of the year uh, in most outlets. It wasn't our pick for fight of the year, but it was definitely one of the two best fights of the year. That was worth it. I'm going to have to do it again. And I think I'm going to go with Tanaka in this fight. Tanaka is a guy that he hasn't really met much adversity yet. He has some big wins already. Um, he beat um, Kayaguchi. And this is this is a guy with a lot of speed, a lot of power. He's younger. Ioka obviously has a lot more experience, but I'm going to go with Tanaka. Lance, have you seen a lot of these guys, and what do you think? Not a lot. I did see that fight you were talking about with Ioka uh, Nietas, and I, you know, I'll say Ioka just to be different, Mike, because it, you know everything that we see about this fight is that it's going to be a war, and I think you know we should be used to that, right? When we're talking about um, super flyweights, um, to to be able to think that we're going to be adding these two guys, and one of them, the winner is going to stand as the only four-weight uh, world champion in, in Japan, from Japan. So that's very, very significant. Oh, wow. And, you know, to see to, to think that the winner of this fight joins the, the likes of Estrada and Chocolatito and everyone else in that division, I mean, it's an underplayed division. And I know you've been hard on me about, you know, like my inattention <laughs> to the lighter guys, you know, but look, let's pay attention to this fight. Let's watch this fight. Let's see where um, you know how good they are, and be excited about everything that uh, is still to come. Knowing that uh, um, you know we we still have the Estrada and Chocolatito fight to come in a, in a few months. And a quick pause right now, Lance, as we hear from a sponsor. Don't just ride the index; seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com/slash/active-ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services LLC, member NYSE SIPC. So Lance, we did, you know, even though I was saying earlier that some people complain about us and other outlets deciding the year-end awards ahead of time, we already have our fighter of the year. That is Tiafimo Lopez. I thought it was a really, really tough call, a coin flip between Tiafimo Lopez and Tyson Fury. I went back and forth. I know you did too. It was hard, right? Only one fight to pick from. Usually we have two or three fights. So it was basically Tiafimo's outstanding performance against Vasily Lomachenko heads up against Tyson Fury's destruction of Deontay Wilder. Why do you think Tiafimo was the right pick? You know, Mike, and I know we had a, uh, we had a long conversation yesterday uh, with our editor, Greg Rosenstein, about this. And, and it, was, uh, there was a, it was a pretty you know, tense conversation because it was tough. I mean, obviously, I think it came down to my hunch. I just felt like what Tiafimo Lopez did at age 23 in defeating a guy in Vasily Lomachenko, who not a lot of people thought that he could defeat, and he did. I mean, his father um, had talked so much smack about he was go he was going to be able to defeat Lomachenko, and he goes out and carries carries it out. I mean, it was it was very impressive, and yes, it was a very close fight. But Tiafimo Lopez, at the end of the day, I don't care who you are, you watch that fight and you say you have to pick one winner from that fight. It was Tiafimo. He did enough. Um, he showed aggression. He had no fear about the skill of, of Lomachenko and wins the fight. And that's what I kind of leaned on because, uh, I actually, you know, do like the, the a weekly mailbag 
and the athletic that runs on Monday Mondays. And someone had asked me the week before, who's your fighter of the year? And I said, Tiafima Lopez, it just, came, it just sort of came to me. I think now whether this is right or not, Mike, I considered too, you know, the excitement and the energy that this kid is bringing to boxing, you know, at 23 years old, he's in a division that is going to be super in interesting, or at least, you know, the, the, the class of guys around that 135, 140 pound frame right now, these will be, these guys will be interesting for the decade to come, especially when you're talking about Lopez, uh, Ryan Garcia, Javante Davis, De Devin Haney, and even the guys that are at 140 right now. So to me, it's like, you know what, let's talk about the decade to come with our selection of Tiafima Lopez. I would rather do that and pick one winner than just having like a co-winner and sort of taking the easy way out, um, you know, by saying both he and Fury. Um, look, let's talk about Fury's credentials though, Mike. I mean, clearly he had some. He won the the most well-attended biggest fight and it was a heavyweight fight against Deontay Wilder and he was sort of an underdog in that fight as well too. So talk about what you uh, struggled with and in, in not giving that award to Tyson Fury. Yeah, it was tough because... I think magnitude matters and Fury was in a much bigger fight. It was the biggest fight of the year, a fight that did around 900,000 pay-per-view buys, heavyweight title fight. And like you said, Wilder was a slight favorite and just the way Fury won that fight. I mean, it was a total and absolute annihilation. Dropped him twice. You won every second of every round, forced the towel to get thrown in. It was a more, way more emphatic victory, whereas Tiafimo Lopez, I had him winning 115-113, close but clear, in my opinion. I know there were guys like Andre Ward, Max Kellerman, who thought it was a draw, so I think I considered that a little bit too. But then you have to consider the opposition, right? Tiafimo, obviously, Vasily Lomachenko is a much better fighter than Deontay Wilder. Although they, the thing they do have in common now is they're both making a lot of excuses after the loss. <laughs> so... um. But yeah, Tiafimo was our pick for fighter of the year. And I guess I said in, in our story that I ran, I do think if Fury would have fought December 5th against like a Geek Caballel as was planned yeah. and won that fight in this, you know, in impressive fashion, I think he probably would have edged Tiafimo out. Let's be honest. I mean, I, I think the the thing that makes the Tyson Fury story all the more riveting and and worthwhile is that what he came back from. And, you know, that definitely was considered. It was considered in a very uh, formidable way by all of us. Um, Tyson Fury, you know, is real is truly like a, a world-class hero. When you talk about the adversity that, that man has to endure at times and to say, I'm going to build myself back from that to become someone like heavyweight champion of the world again, was so incredibly impressive and it's so inspiring. And it's actually a, a story that all of us, you know, should hear at least once because what Tyson Fury has done with his life. And now as he, as he also carries on um, to what we hope will be two significant fights this year against Anthony Joshua, you know, he has brought the heavyweight division uh, back to life. And as we've said before, as boxing goes is as the heavyweight division goes. So Tyson Fury deserves all the uh, credit that can possibly be given his way. He may have come up a little bit short uh, in our year, fighter of the year award, but it doesn't mean that he is not a significant player as the sport moves forward into this decade. Absolutely. Lance uh, Fury's a credit. And I am so confident that we're going to get that Fury Joshua fight in May or June. I really do think it's going to happen. So 
We're going to have a lot to look forward to in 2021. Can't wait for a big year. And we're going to end it soon with Tanaka against Ioka. And then we're going to kick it off Saturday with Garcia Campbell. So that's, so that's it for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening all throughout the year. It's been a pleasure having you guys on. We'll join you again next week. And remember, if you're not haven't already done so, like, subscribe, rate, review. It all helps out a lot. And if you aren't already subscribed to The Athletic to read mine and Lance's work, you can subscribe right now and you can get a free subscription as a gift for someone else. It's buy one, get one free at theathletic.com slash hug and cock. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.